0: Welcome to the Vibrant You Health Show with your host, Blake Bars. At Nature's Pantry, our mission is to lead you to vibrant health through the best nutrition, supplementation, service, expertise, and healthy choices. In this show, we aren't interested in fads or quick fixes. Rather, we want to get into the holistic fundamentals of health. We want to answer questions like, what are the underlying causes to health issues, and what solutions can help lead us to vibrant health? You can watch every episode and listen to the podcast by visiting our website at naturespantry.life. The vibrant you health show is brought to you by Terry Naturally Vitamins and Solar Ray Vitamins. At Nature's Pantry, we strive to work only with companies that maintain the highest standards for quality and efficacy. Terry Naturally and Solar Ray are two of the absolute best. 3
1: All right. Welcome everybody to episode 41 of the Vibrant You Health Show. I am humbled and honored to have my special guest today, Dr. Dan Newsom. And uh, did I pronounce that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So thank you so much for being with me, Dr. Newsom. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. So I got to see you on a um on a show not too long ago, and I was blown away by some of the insights that you shared, and I'd I'd love to um to dig a little into that today with you. Um, Could you tell me a little bit about first about kind of your background and how you got
2: into the natural health practice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, um, I'm a second generation naturopath. So my parents were naturopaths. Um, Interesting enough, uh, when I was seven years old, my parents, again, I was an only child. So my parents started adopting uh, special needs kids when I was seven years old and by the time i was 10 years old and there were gosh i think there were about 10 of us at that point um they they needed some help with the treatments and things that they were doing because they were doing the, the natural naturopathic treatments and everything but by that time i had learned how to do some adjustments i did I knew how to do physical therapy for the ones in the wheelchairs. I was making, I was brewing Essiac tea for the family. I was making homeopathic remedies. I was doing all of the liquid extracts. I was packing all the capsules for the family and everything by that time. And so I I literally grew up doing this. It was just part of life. And uh, uh, I, I had an interesting occurrence when I was eight years old. Um, it was traumatic for me. I, I, uh, I found out people got shots. I thought at that point we were inner city people at that point. So I, I thought cats and dogs were the only ones that got shots, you know, And uh, my buddies in the neighborhood, um, all came home from school one day and they were all sick. And, uh, one was so sick. He couldn't get out of bed and had a fever hurt everywhere. The next one went to the next buddy's house. Um, he was sick, fever, vomiting. And uh, so I went to the next buddy's house, and he had a fever. But he was able to come to the door. The only thing that hurt was his shoulder that looked like somebody put a soccer ball under his shirt. His shoulder just swelled up, something terrible. It was red as a a beet. I mean, the thing was nasty looking. And uh, he told me that they had got their shots. And about the time he told me that, he... His mom called him in, and I I walked home. By the time I walked home, I'm weeping for my friends. I walk in the front door, and my mom's like, what happened? Did you get in a fight or something? She's like, no. I said, what's the matter with these parents? She's like, all right, what's going on? I said, uh, well, why are they taking their kids to the vet? I, I <laughs> i had no clue I, I didn't know people got shots i had never gotten any shots <laughs> and oh my so that was just how i grew up you know so i, I just had a completely different uh um uh, upbringing you know i i didn't actually see a medical doctor um Till I was 16. It was the first time I actually had a, a medical exam. My parents, it was the first time they were adopting autistic children. And uh, uh, so everyone in the house had to have a, a medical exam for just to get approved for all of that. And by the time my parents were done uh, adopting, they had adopted 32 special needs children. Oh, my goodness. There's wow. 33 children in my
1: family. Wow. That's <laughs> that's amazing.
2: And they're my parents are just amazing people. They're wow. absolutely outstanding. Just uh, today, um, they only have seven of my disabled brothers and sisters at home, and mom, uh, she claims she has empty nest syndrome because there's just not enough to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, with seven, <laughs> oh, wow. with seven, you know, three in wheelchairs, uh, and, you know, she's wow. sixty five years old and can't find anything else to do because. <laughs> That's impressive,
1: impressive. they're absolutely amazing people wow well well wow you really um you were really just born and bred into this this lifestyle and this uh, natural pathic medicine um so when did you decide that's what you wanted to do for a living i
2: was it became something an option in my mind okay uh, one weekend, I was about about ten years old. It was toward the end of summer, and my, my I had one sister that my parents had adopted that had cerebral palsy, and she was was three years old at the time, uh, but she was no bigger than a, a little girl's baby doll. She was crazy tiny. I I'm thinking she was maybe twenty two inches long. <laughs> Wow! At three years old, and she only weighed—I don't even think over 15 pounds. It was she was just this tiny, itty-bitty little, little fragile little baby, you know. In in our eyes, you know, and uh, she couldn't walk. Um, and so she was in, in a treatment with braces that you know wrapped around her waist, went down her legs, and the braces weighed almost as much as she did. It was it was crazy. Wow! <laughs> and it was my job to to walk her every day. I would hold her hands and help her just kind of, you know, rock back and forth and walk down the sidewalk, you know, for a couple of houses down the down the road and then back again. And uh, because the braces would stretch her legs out, uh, it was painful for her. She hurt and she would just cry and cry and cry. It was absolutely heartbreaking for me. <laughs> I uh in, so it was a Friday night, we um, we got done w- walking that day, and she w- we got her out of her braces and she was still, she was laying there rubbing her legs, uh, cause they still hurt, you know, and I just felt so sorry for her. Um, I had my brother go get the duct tape. And so we, uh, we duct taped her feet on top of my feet. And I held her by the, you know, her little hands on my fingers, And we danced around and played and just goofed off for an hour or so that night. And it was so fun. We did it the the next day. And we did it later on again that day. And then after church on Sunday, we did it again. And um, Monday morning, she came walking out of her room by herself. It was, she had never walked before. It was absolutely just a a miraculous moment. And that's when I was like, huh, maybe I should be a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) wow and uh as soon as they would let me into naturopathic medical school i was in i was in right after i turned 18
1: oh my goodness that is a really cool story well um i know there's more to the story um but i know we're we're limited on time so i want to dive into one of the things i heard you talk about which was new to me um the the idea cuz you talked about when you were a kid and your family was have a cold or something in the house that you would just take enzymes for the cold i you know i've heard of vitamin c i've heard of elderberry echinacea you know garlic on and on and on but i'd never heard of the enzymes for that before and so could you touch on that a little bit and then maybe you could get also into a little bit of the difference between digestive enzyme and proteolytic
2: enzymes oh for sure for sure for sure um so what my parents always used were things called proteolytic enzymes. Proteolytic enzymes are protein digesting enzymes. So uh, the way I explain it is, if you think of uh, think of a protein, okay, a whole protein, kind of like a a Lego set that your kids put together, right? Right. <laughs> okay. In a proteolytic enzyme goes and pops all those little Legos into their individual pieces. Okay, and those are called amino acids. Okay, so what a proteolytic enzyme does is it goes in and it pulls apart the whole protein down into its little individual parts called amino acids. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, what's interesting, there's a a theory in naturopathic medicine that viruses are nothing more than self-replicating toxic proteins. Okay, so it, and a virus is something that it, it's a, we consider it a toxic protein that enters the cell and starts using cellular matrix to replicate itself. So it takes oh, pieces wow. and parts away from the cell to build more copies of itself. And that's how it kills cells. Well, what uh, they found years and years ago is that you raise your proteolytic enzyme levels way up and they break down even those little toxic proteins called viruses. Mm-hmm. And um, so if, I've been, uh, in, oh, sorry, I, I've been in practice almost thirty years. Today, this is this is I. I in January, it was my 29th year. I, I it was my 29th anniversary of being in practice. Um, and I've been using proteolytic enzymes for all kinds of viral issues for all this entire. Time, you know, my whole career. and um, when uh, this whole fiasco started a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, that's what my family, myself, my patients, that's what I had everyone taking. No one that that contracted that virus uh, had any trouble. They had a in essence had a cold, and that was it. And they overcame it very quickly, usually within forty-eight hours. Wow! And it was just a toxic protein.
1: So, um, so basically, if if proteolytic enzymes help break up proteins, so that they can be basically like healthy proteins that would break it up into amino acids, so your body can use it. So it's and they recycle it. it.
2: If you yeah. if you had uh, like let's say. Let's say you exercise. Mm -hmm. Let's say you go into the gym, you lift weights, right? You do your workout, that tears up the muscles. Okay, the muscles slide across each other. And when they contract real hard and they pull apart again and contract real hard again, that makes micro trauma, little tears in the muscle tissue. Well, what leaves you sore afterwards, more than those tears, is the fact that your system has to have, your immune system has to have a inflammatory response in the muscles in order to get the, the white blood cells in there that are gonna use proteolytic enzymes to break down all those little pieces of torn up protein. Okay, because uh, if that doesn't happen, what will happen is all that protein becomes food for the bad bugs in your system. Mm. Okay. And, Oh, let me plug this in here. My computer. It's a little, yeah. No, no problem. Yeah. Um, so if you take enough proteolytic enzymes, though, after you work out or even before you work out, the white blood cells is kind of like they're, uh, they're packed then, and they they can do more work, and that you your recovery time is much shorter.
1: Wow! So then, uh, in the case that's a really interesting, I never never heard that before. So um, in the case of a bad protein, or the, the in theory that a virus is a bad protein. Um, then if you can get proteolytic enzymes in there to break that up now the body can deal with it right it can like consume it or re- are, are the are, the question would be are the pieces those amino acids that it gets broken into are those just regular now can they just be used normally by the body or
2: they they could be they could be recycled absolutely
1: mm-hmm. or uh, processed and digested
2: processed so, or even eliminated if need be mm-hmm. you know Um, um so a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of toxins that end up in our system that stay in our system, like um, like mercury or even um, uh, things like glyphosate. Okay, mm-hmm. they bond to proteins in our body, and that's how they they hide out. <laughs> Okay. So in the process of trying to detox those types of things, you can use, I, I initially use proteolytic enzymes quite a bit with people before I even put them through detox programs to loosen all that stuff up, make it more easy to eliminate. And what happens is we get them through detox programs without triggering so much uh, of an inflammatory response, you know, the whole Herzheimer effect and all that kind of thing. We can, We can't completely avoid that, okay? I tell people it's kind of like pulling a sliver out of your hand. That's probably not going to be a pleasant experience. We can do all kinds of things to minimize that. (laughs) But there comes a point that it may hurt a little bit, you know? And all detox is just like that. So anytime you're detoxing, you know, the the chances of things getting a little weird in that course of time are pretty high. But we can minimize that. We can really minimize that by preparing the body. I just use, initially with people, I use lots of vitamins and minerals. Um, I th- use a thing called fulvic acid quite a bit right up front, and I give them lots of enzymes. And I use both proteolytic enzymes and digestive enzymes. Now, mm-hmm. The difference there is your proteolytic enzymes work on protein. That's what they work on. Okay. Digestive enzymes, you have three different categories of digestive enzymes. You have proteases, which are protein digesting. They're proteolytic, okay, protein digesting enzymes. You have amylase, which is a sugar digesting or starch digesting enzyme. And then you have lipase, which is a fat digesting and fat metabolizing enzyme. And... When you take those three together, when you eat, you know you don't normally just eat protein. You don't normally just eat sugar. You, well, you might, but you know, in real food, they all kind of happen at the same time. You know, <laughs> right? And uh, um, so, you know, fat, protein, carbohydrates—all typically in a meal, you're going to have all three of those present. So when you take digestive enzymes. Those enzymes help speed up how fast your body breaks all that down, so there's way less waste. On one hand, um, and also by taking, uh, you know, remember, remember, uh, that Lego. You know, you got a Lego car or a Lego castle or whatever. Okay, and that's what uh, if that represents the meal someone had. You know, if you can, the faster you can break that down into individual pieces. The less stress occurs in the gut Mm -hmm. and so it's the one i i use that initially to stabilize people's guts you know Mm -hmm. before i before i ever introduce (laughs) detoxing or probiotics or anything like that i start with i start with enzymes
1: right well and that kind of uh would make sense too in regards to a lot of times people because we're so stressed out all the time where our body's not in rest and digest, it's in fight or flight. Right. And right. so then, and if you, now your body, because the enzymes aren't possibly there that you need, now it's not breaking down as fast. And now you're, you're, you're uh, multiplying the issue there and making things sit in the gut longer and not get used by the body properly. Um, even more so the digestive enzymes you know obviously we need to deal with the stress too but if we can if the digestive enzymes would definitely be a a step in the right directions now digestive enzymes obviously would be something you take with food Um, but is there a is there a specification for proteolytic enzymes like taking them away from food or if
2: you're if you're wanting to use them to assist your immune system you they also are very powerful anti-inflammatories by the way wink wink (laughs) okay proteolytic enzymes are very very good uh anti-inflammatories if you think about um just yeah i'll give you a couple of examples when a when a vertebrae or any joint in your body is misaligned if it stays misaligned for 14 days, it start, the joint itself starts to grow scar tissue within the joint. This is your finger, it's your neck, this is your knee, your hip, your low back, any joint in your body. If it's misaligned, all right? For up if it's misaligned for more than more than 10 days, usually it's between day ten and day fourteen that adhesions or scar tissue starts to form in that joint. Wow. Guess what breaks that stuff down? <laughs> Proteolytic enzymes. Mm, wow. <laughs> and wow. so you can use those, but in order to get that effect, you have to take them on an empty stomach in between okay. meals. Okay. So, if there's food to digest, they'll digest that first. If there's not food to digest, they'll go straight into the into the bloodstream and start working as an anti-inflammatory.
1: Okay. And proteolytic enzymes are natokinase,
2: serapeptase, uh, serapeptase, lumbokinase, bromelain, bromelain. Mm-hmm. For all your proteases. Then there's 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 about three hundred different proteases. Um, there are. Um, a pain from pine- from, from uh, papaya is mm-hmm. excellent as, okay. as well. And, you know, I can't say that any of them work better than any other, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's things like seropeptase and uh, natokinase. They work more on the fibrin in the blood, which is uh, a clotting factor. It's, you know, when you get a cut the local area produces fibrin to create kind of like a net, okay, to block the blood vessel or the blood cells from from falling out through that hole that just was made, that cut, right? right. Okay. So that that net that gets put together there, that's made out of what's called fibrin. Well, fibrin occurs anywhere in the cardiovascular system where you've had an injury. So, if you have toxins like lead or mercury or heavy metals and things floating through your system, um, they float through your system and they irritate. They, they, they literally corrode your blood vessels. Okay. Right. So, it's much, much like a corroded pipe. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. They start doing that to your blood vessels. Well, in response to that, your body produces fibrin to try to, you know, create a net over that, so we don't create a, so we don't form a leak, you know. Um, it's a great, and you know, uh, what am I trying to say? A great um, protective mechanism our body has there. Right, right. But when that happens to a certain extent, it starts to adhere or scar up our cardiovascular system. So we need things like natokinase, Um I use bromelain as well because it work, works, it's cheaper, works just as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, serapeptase even the lumbokinase, those, those particular enzymes are great at breaking down that fibrin. And <clears throat> with time, even reversing hardening of the arteries and things wow. like that. So really, really amazing stuff. So that would tie into as well as some of the
1: blood clotting issues we're seeing. As a result of um, COVID and um, the shot, uh, shot adverse sure. events.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, has been, uh, at this point I'm seeing a lot of people that are, have had, we're kind of, uh, my clinic, we're kind of the net, <laughs> a net, not the net, but a net. We're catching a lot of the people that have had, uh, vaccine injuries. And these are a lot of the things that we're using right up front to help get them, uh, you know, start turning this this whole problem around for them. It's
0: Nicole Haggerty, your holistic health and fitness coach. If you want to improve your health and life and get lasting results, you have to be the change you want to see. Let me help you be that change. Find me at NicoleHaggerty.com. Hey, Eastern Oregon. My name is Justin Hernandez. I specialize in sports performance training for middle school, high school, and college athletes. My program goal
2: is to optimize an athlete's potential on all playing surfaces. The Breakfast Club motto is creating elite athletes, but even better leaders.
0: This is Summer Steele of Body Sayorsa. I am a licensed massage therapist and certified personal trainer. I work with bodies of all shapes, sizes, and abilities to help them live a fuller and freer life. Connect with me on Instagram and Facebook under Body Sayorsa. body S-A-O-R-S-A, or contact me at 541-786-5245.
1: My name is Blake Bars and I'm general manager of Nature's Pantry here in La Grande. I had a terribly unhealthy lifestyle when I started working here. I just didn't know how simple and powerful healthy habits could be. Now I love being able to lead others to vibrant health here at the store, through the health show, and in the health challenges we host twice per year. Learn more at naturespantry.life.
0: Hey friends, Lisa here with Wild Holistic Nutrition and Fitness. As a certified personal trainer and holistic nutritionist with 17 years of experience, I'm passionate about guiding others in their journey to wellness. I work in the areas of sports performance, group and individual fitness, personal training, behavioral and nutritional coaching, and gut biome health and assessment. I'd love to help you feel good so that you can thrive and meet the purpose you were made for.
1: Tim James here, founder of chemicalfreebody.com and host of The Health Hero Show. After regaining my own health and having massive gut issues and surgery, I'm on a mission to help others do the same. If you're ready to make your health a priority, lose that weight, increase your energy, and just wake up and feel good, you can reach me at chemicalfreebody.com. is there a certain amount of like bromelain? I know that we've had like four, uh, for years we were uh, using bromelain to like for shoulder injuries and stuff, mm-hmm. take it on mm-hmm. empty stomach, but you got to take sure. like eight capsules, you know, in the, right. four, and, four in the morning, four at
2: night, or like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It, you do have to take more. Uh, if it's by itself, if you use things like ginger and turmeric and Boswellia uh, those in particular work really good with bromelain and you can, if you take them together, they, they work synergistically and you don't have to take as much. Um, uh, okay. but I use those levels, that kind of level of intake, you know, uh, 2,500 to 3,000 milligrams of bromelain, uh, once or twice a day, mm-hmm. even as a, uh, uh anti-parasitic treatment oh well you know
1: you're gonna be hitting uh, a lot of birds with one stone with that stuff right 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 and because you're giving your body amazing. what it needs to do what it does exactly um exactly. okay so um i want to touch on um in the time we have left uh there's another thing i really love what you were talking about and that was four main paths to health, and you were talking about blood flow, digestive flow, nerve flow, and lymphatic drainage. And Everything. I'm really interested about this, and particularly like the nerve flow thing, I'd never even heard before. But that so that's super
2: cool. But um, could you just go through that?
1: For sure, uh, for sure.
2: Audience, please. Um, there's an old saying in naturopathic medicine that healing is proportionate to blood flow. Okay, mm-hmm. now, if you don't think I'm right, ask any diabetic that's been a diabetic for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, healing is proportionate to blood flow. You have bad blood flow, you have bad healing. Period. Anybody that's ever had a wound, healing is, a pro- is proportionate to blood flow. So if you don't have the blood getting to it, it can't heal. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just just part of it. Um, another thing is the quality of blood is determines the quality of healing. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's, there's a lot going on here. But a lot of the things that pertain to the quality of blood that's flowing through the system are dependent on your digestive system. Right? Where are all the components for your blood coming from? Mm-hmm. Your digestive system. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next is is nerve flow. Well, if the signals going from here to here are jumbled or the signals from here to here are jumbled, we're going to have problems. OK, we have a control center. <laughs> right. And that control center has to be able to relay signals everywhere else to control it. And it has to receive signals back to it. So if those if that's being disrupted, we're going to run into a problem, you know, Um and then we have digestive, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, lymphatic drainage, okay? Mm-hmm. Lymphatic drainage. Um, the best way to understand your lymphatic system is uh, it's like the sewer system in a city. Okay, every house, every business, every everything drains into the sewer and then goes off to the filtration plant, right? Same thing in our body, okay? All that stuff. Everything, everything in your brain, your joints, your your muscles, your organs, everything, all the waste has to flow back to the lymphatic system. Then from the lymphatic system, it drains into the bloodstream, at which time it then goes to the liver and kidneys and gets filtered. Okay, so, but there's, the cool thing is we got to, it's... Uh, depending on the person's size they could have as many as 1500 lymph nodes you know we're born with 600 of them but we grow them as we get as we get bigger you know and every one of those lymph nodes is like a little kidney <laughs> there's in a, in anatomy we we look at charts and all these things we look at uh, Things that are called cross sections. Okay. When you do a cross section of a kidney, that would be like if you cut a kidney in half what it looks like inside. Okay. If you look at what a kidney looks like inside, and you look at a lymph node, you you can't hardly tell the difference. Okay. The different the the main difference is lymph nodes have more tubes going in and out than kidneys. Uh kidneys have much bigger tubes, but they don't have as many of them the structure of these filtration systems are the same. Really amazing. Mm -hmm. And so whatever those lymph nodes can't filter out themselves, goes back into the bloodstream. And the primary filter for that then is the the liver. Wow. And now the liver, in order for it to dump its toxins that it's filtering, okay, when that filter filters stuff out, right? Where do the toxins go? They either are going to stay in the filter and ruin it, or they're going to have to drain out and go someplace else. Well, where they drain happens to be our gut. And if our gut isn't moving really well from top to bottom, no pun intended, (laughs) there's not a good flow. All the toxins from our liver end up going right back into our intestines, and we end up absorbing them again. And then our liver has to do double work every time, you know, every time we eat, every time we take anything.
1: And that's where you talk about um, if the colon, you always start with the colon because if the colon isn't, blowing then you shouldn't even start detoxing
2: right 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 never detox your your liver before detoxing your colon yeah. <laughs> just if you take anything from this and you're going to do a detox start with your intestines do not start anywhere else
1: i was uh, i was reading the similar in the truth about cancer um mm-hmm. book by um oh uh ty bollinger yeah Yep, and yep. he was talking about colon and then I think it's, I think it's colon, then blood, then kidneys, liver, then lymphatic, something like that. Yeah. Like for, yep. Um,
2: yep, yep. There's some um, bald guy in Idaho helped write that.
1: In- did you, did you <laughs> help write that book? <laughs> yes.
2: Oh my goodness. That's yes, awesome. Yes, We worked together on that. That was, he's a great guy. Ty yeah, wow. is an excellent friend of mine. I, I, uh, uh, I support them in all of yeah. their endeavors. They are just phenomenal people. And, uh, you know, they were the first to actually do the docu series type, mm-hmm. uh, approach to getting information out there. And, you know, one of the things that I, I've said from the very beginning, and they started, gosh, almost 10 years ago on all that. Um, is until they came along, no one had actually cataloged all these different therapies and put them in a, a easily accessible mode or method. There wasn't what, you know, we'd have to go to the medical libraries and study all this stuff or uh, try to find things online where it was being blocked. You know, you, you couldn't readily get all of it and here they uh they actually traveled the world and put all that together and uh put it in a set of dvds that you can throw in your, your dvd player you know
1: yes. <laughs> yes just amazing yeah that that's really cool yeah i t- came across that actually i think it in jonathan otto was the first time and then i i got uh the book and read the book i just finished it uh, mm. like a month ago and oh, wow, wow what a great what a great book and Um, Some awesome information. And I think that um, what you're talking about, the detox, uh, you know, to me, it seems like uh, one, I think it's more complicated, obviously, but a very simple, a very simple theory is with cancer and other disease is um, two things you shouldn't ever overlook, nutrify the body, get all the nutrition in and detoxify the body get all the wrong things out. And I I think that we live in a world today where the talk we're getting overloaded with toxins, right? Like we have all these natural systems for dealing with, um, toxins, but when one of those systems stops working, Mm -hmm. i.e., you gets constipated or Mm -hmm. when you're getting so many toxins that your body can't deal with that amount naturally, Right And uh, um, then I think people have expressed that in many different ways depending on their their genes, their environment, what toxins they're exposed to, what right. you know their mental spiritual health, um, absolutely you know, family right. support, social support uh, on and on, we're going to express these things differently. Um, but right. but it seems to be a pretty common common factor in a lot of the learning I'm doing on natural health is the toxin. you know for one, we're, we're most of us are deficient in nutrients because of our modern diet and now we're overloaded with toxins
2: Um, you know what's bad is it's a two-edged sword when you have nutrients when your system is nutrient dense there's at least a barrier between your cells and the toxins Mm -hmm. when you don't have the nutrients and you're nutrient deficient there's i mean you pretty much are a toxin sponge at that point there's there's nothing okay. no, nothing blocking the st- the toxin from getting in your system. For instance, um, mercury will fit into the same receptor sites in your cells as selenium, zinc, and sulfur. Okay, if you are deficient in selenium, zinc, and sulfur, and you get exposed to mercury, guess where the mercury gets stuck? Gets stuck in those receptor sites. Now. You can't get the nutrients into that receptor site until you – there's a couple of things that have to happen. One, there's the – those nutrients that are supposed to go into that receptor site, you have to get, like, overabundance of those nutrients in your system Mm -hmm. before the cells start to let go of the mercury. Wow.
1: And that's why, like Max Gerson, used 13 vegetable juices a day and tons of vegetarian food just flood the body with nutrients. And then that's when he realized as soon as he started flooding the body with nutrients, now the body's letting go of toxins at a crazy rate and he couldn't keep up with it. It was making people so sick. Right. And
2: that's where the introduction of coffee enemas. Right. Right. He's the one that made him really, really popular. They actually be funny story back in the, uh, the flu pandemic Mm -hmm. in the, The big hospital in Chicago, downtown Chicago. I forget which one, but it was one of the big Chicago uh, hospitals there. The the nurses would dispose of the coffee after they, you know, in the early morning, uh, the nighttime coffee for the doctors. Okay, they'd go dump it out. And um, back then, you had to have an enema before going to bed every night. If you're in the hospital, that was that was the practice. You would have to have a water enema. They just make sure you had your bowels had to evacuate Mm -hmm. before you. They let you go to bed that night. You know. Um, Well, there was a couple nurses that started feeling like they were getting the flu, and they just, on a whim, thought, "Gosh, we got this." this whole pot of coffee, why are we dumping it out? Let's just, let's put it in an enema. I'm feeling pretty low anyways. You know? And they did, and that was the birth of coffee enemas. There were, I remember if it was three or four, three or four nurses initially that did that. And they were fine by the end of the day. The flu, all the flu symptoms had disappeared. Um, they, you know, they obviously had their bowel movement and everything, but voila, they were all better. And so they started doing that with patients and it caught on. And up until 1985, coffee enemas were a, a medical procedure recommended by the Merck manual for all kinds of treatments, treatments for all kinds of different things. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, some, you know, something you happened know. in 1985 and we no longer needed that. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Don't it's know. so interesting. Things that have been used for, for so long enemas a simple thing that people did I, my wife's grandma used to do those on her kids and like anytime there was issues they would just do enemas and um, people would have them hanging on the back of their door in their bathroom the enema bags I remember seeing those but then sure. somewhere along the line we just decided we've advanced so much in medicine and everything else that we just don't need it anymore
2: um, right I, I equate it to not cleaning out a wound mm-hmm. Yeah. Have the same effect. Yeah. You know, so that's, we don't detox, that's what happens.
1: That's a fun, um, a fun thing that I'm uh, going to be learning how to do
2: this year is. <laughs> I have a book. It's called detox for life. You can okay. find it on my website, dr. Okay. And I have full instructions on how to do all that. I have a whole procedure for that. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. It's not as, uh, not quite as intense as a lot of people might uh might have you do but it's it's exactly how they do it in gerson therapy okay and um that's more pleasant okay awesome. <laughs> you know um we uh we joke um i was actually at the the hope for cancer institute down in mexico and i had some patients down there we were all working on a bunch of different people there and um uh, and they went couple guys that just they, they're having a heck of a time getting into this whole coffee enema thing you know and so we came up with all kinds of you know there was the upside down latte from Starbucks or you know the espresso <laughs> you
0: know, we, we made a whole bunch of
2: crazy jokes about it and, and it became easy to uh, it you know yeah the crappuccino <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! I love it. Well, I know you got to get going, um, but um, and I we could talk forever. Um, we oh, didn't for really sure. get into everything, but um, but that's fine. I, I, I it's been amazing. So so you are your practice is actually in Meridian, Idaho, right? Yeah, I'm called, right
0: here
2: in Meridian. Uh, it's called Spirit Way Medicine. Spirit and Way Medicine. I Idaho. We're right here in Meridian, Idaho. I do quite a bit of uh, telemedicine. I do a lot of telemedicine, majority actually. Um, at this point, I have patients in 75 countries, so <laughs> I have to do a lot of telemedicine. Um, but I do see people locally uh, at uh, the Carlfeld Center here in Meridian. I do see people uh, out of Dr. Carlfeld's office. And um, If they want to, if they're interested, somebody's interested in working with me, you can contact us at support at spiritwaymedicine.com. Support at spiritwaymedicine.com.
1: Okay, I'll put that in the video description and I'm going to make a flyer too. Thank you. Support at spiritwaymedicine.com. Yes, sir. And... Yeah, so that's pretty cool. We're just we're not very far from maybe about two and a half hours, and that's great. Um, you know, I know a lot of people in our area, myself and my family included, are always looking for naturopathic uh, providers because there's just you know there's just not a lot. And so I sure not appreciate many of us, that's you. For sure. I sure appreciate you leading the charge and some of this stuff and and you know fighting the good fight and hanging in there. Uh, <laughs> thank you. God bless you, sir.
2: Appreciate you. Too, you. Thank you. And this is in. If you want me back, do you just let, let me yeah. and my staff know we'll, uh, I'll, I'll be back anytime you need me. I,
1: I think we got a few more in us. We'll see. We'll try to schedule something. So, <laughs> yes, and and thank you all for joining us today. Um, and have a great, a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye Thanks. for now.
0: The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your healthcare provider. If your provider has a strong understanding of nutrition and holistic health, even better. The opinions expressed on this show are those of the host and the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of Nature's Pantry.